This episode of the Nobody Guide to Life is part of a special series called Hosting the Hosts. Our guests in this series are podcast and radio hosts who are gracious enough to have me on their shows to talk about the Nobody Bible and the concept of nobody. They all have interesting shows and stories of their own, and I've asked them to share them with you. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Nobody Guide to Life, where we provide tips and tools for personal growth, personal development, and your spiritual journey that you can use right now in your everyday life. I'm J.A. Plosker. Thank you for joining us. We're glad to have you here. You can always find out more at nobodiesview.com or thenobodybible.com, or you can check us out at Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View, or you can join the Facebook group Simple Spirituality. If you like what you hear on the show, we'd welcome a subscription or a review. We'd appreciate it. The path of personal growth and spiritual development can be exciting, really exciting, and it can also be a lot of fun. And according to my guest today, it can be full of joy potential, but it also takes discipline. And that's where my guest really shines. Robert Sharp is the founder of ByteRadio.me and is the host and producer of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth radio show. He's logged almost 1,300 episodes. He's also the author of Joy Potential, where you'd least expect it. It's no secret, Spirituality Bites, Nature's Inspiration, Volume 1, and the newly released The Heart and Soul of Caring, The Joys and Challenges of Being a Caregiver. Robert gives a voice to inspirational guests in self-help and spirituality and is passionate about his work, which includes self-publishing and public relations support. So thank you for joining us, Robert. Good day, J.A. Thank you very much. It is truly a pleasure to be here. And congratulations on the launch of your podcast. That yes. is great. Thank you. For, for my listeners, uh, I was actually on Bringing Inspiration to Earth, and it was just really a wonderful experience. And I knew that when I launched my podcast, I would really want to have Robert on my show. He's got a really impressive resume. So, Robert, 1,300 episodes. I know. I find, I, you know, and I wasn't even sure if it was gonna, I was going to get past 10 when I started. <laughs> I just can't even. So you, you tape. How many days a week are you taping? I, I do three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Wow. Find so many people. I mean, it's just incredible. That's such an unbelievable number of shows. Where do all these people come well, from? Well, you know, it, it started out um, really kind of me just going out and, you know, looking for people. Um, you know, I, I kind of specialize in the the self-help, spirituality, and, and a couple other genres like uh, environmental awareness, and I have a special children's uh, corner with, with uh, children's authors. Oh. But um, over the years, it's almost, well, it's just past seven years almost not eight now but over the years I've, I've really developed some pretty strong relationships with about oh anywhere between six to ten publicists um, and and they they're they're wonderful they know my my lane and whenever they have an author who uh publishes a book they just send me a pitch and say hey you know i think this is a good one for you and so so luckily now um i just kind of have it sit back and you know people send them to me and you know and i say yes or no and and we go from there i love it how many years have you been uh it'll be eight years in october so wow like i said when i when i started i really wasn't even sure you know, if it was going to work and then, you know, one year after another and, and it's grown and, and it's wonderful because I've, I really also have a lot of guests from different countries. 
And so it's kind of right. built up my global presence in a way that, you know, a lot of uh, followers of those people in the various countries end up subscribing to the show. So, you know, I've, it's um, it's pretty strong in, in, you know, several major countries. And every now and then a country will pop up on my demographic and I'm like, whoa, where did that one come from? Like Slovenia. You know, I mean, who knew? Right. <laughs> you know? I think that's great. Can you, I, I, that's something I'd really like to dig into because it's so exciting when I read your bio to see, you know, where you are, but to really dig back into where it came from, where, where did you, when did you decide that this is what you wanted that, you know, to have, to have a radio show that's been on for so long and so many guests, but where did it all start? What was that moment of, well, personal growth, mm -hmm. spiritual growth? Where was that moment where you knew that this was something you could do, or at least something you right. could try. Right. We know it's. Uh, I. It really started. Radio started about um, fifteen years ago. Uh, a friend of mine. You know, I was living in Las Vegas, and a friend of mine uh, was offered a show of his own, sponsored by one of the casinos out there, and right. uh, he needed support for the production and, and lining up of guests. So, very much, I was behind the scenes um, with that radio, and it was, you know, typical broadcast. It was an internet-based radio. So, I mean, it, uh, basically, that was where I got my start. Now, every now and then, uh, he would have a guest not show up, and of course, on broadcast radio, you kind of have to go with the flow. So, I ended up being being right. the guest, and we just kind of had a dialogue and. And back in that day, I would, you know, record the show just, you know, to be able to play back and see what we could do to improve. And when I heard my voice, uh, J.A., I was like, oh, Lord, that, I, I am so <laughs> glad I'm behind the scenes here, you know. And uh, so anyway, you know, kind of fast forward, I had thought that I would really, in 2010, that I'd really like to put together a network of shows. Um, again, this would, I would not be the host, but I would kind of, you know, be what well, I did before behind the scenes. And then about, uh, well, it was October of 2010, uh, the domain uh, company that I use for my websites indicated that there was the dot me. And, and right. the, the idea of, you know, having um, a radio show with a dot me with the, the idea of bringing inspiration to earth is, is, uh, is the acronym, you know, so I thought bite, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And that was all, of course, already taken. So I did, you know, the bite radio down, but, um, you know, in, in what, what happened is I okay, I went and grabbed the domain. Um, and then I started, you know, putting together uh, a plan for that network of, of people. And what I found was that, uh, you know, I really didn't want to have to rely on hosts to be interested in, in what they're doing and, and getting guests. And, and it got down to, well, the only way to avoid that is for me to be the host. And it's like, oh, right. and again, you know, I, that, that idea of, of hearing my own voice kind of kept, you know, that running <laughs> through my head. And, and, and then it just, you know, I just had that, uh, that little thread say, you know what? get over it <laughs> you know just do it right. and you know if it works great and if it doesn't fine um you know no big loss and, and so so that's what i did i you know i kind of took that leap um and and started and and then you know each 
each week. I, I started off with once a week um, and it, that worked out great. And I started to get different guests and again, started, you know, align, aligning with uh, publicists and publishers. And, and then right. there was one year and I think it was 2015. I thought, let me see. And I was getting a lot of, a lot of guests. So I said, let me see if I can do every day, <laughs> Monday through Friday. Wow. So I set Jeez. myself the challenge to do that. And I actually did for, for one year, I did five days wow. a week. But then after that, I thought, okay, I could do that, but I don't want to do that. So then I kind of, <laughs> then I kind of you know, scaled back to three times a week. Because one of the things I, I really take pride in is that if I have an author on my show, I, I read the book, you know, because it, to me, it, it gives us such a, a better quality interview. And when I was doing five days a week, I really couldn't do that, you know, to the, the quality. Right. So, so that's why I kind of skipped back to, to three days a week. So this is really interesting because your journey was a series of, can I do it? Yes, I can. And then pushing yourself to do it even more and then making conscious decisions to scale back and to focus on on areas that you really wanted to build up. And I, I really want to know from you, how was it that you, how did you decide that you wanted to do self-help and spirituality? Because it really seems like so much of your decisions around this were so conscious. How was it that you decided on those genres to focus well, on? Well, the, the, uh, the spirituality um, aspect was, I mean, that was just an area that I had uh, a lot of knowledge and, and interest in. I mean, that's the, that's the kind of books I read. Um, that's the kind of the circle of people that I was in. And so, I mean, that one seemed to be an, an easy, you know, way to go because I mean, it was the people were there, the books were there, you know, so that part. And then the self-help, uh, my, my degree uh, is in psychology. So when, when I oh. took, when I decided actually way back in the, you know, the years to decided to what I was going to do in, in college, in a life, I picked psychology because I thought, we well, you know, I'm going to be spending all of this money. And what I want to get out of that is to know myself better. You know, and, and I figured, right. you know, what, whatever I do with it later on is fine and dandy. But, you know, the, the whole uh, thrust of that particular focus was was getting to know myself better. So that's kind of where the self-help came right. in. So did you I think you one of your books is actually about this journey, isn't it? Wasn't Joy Potential? Doesn't that give the story about how a lot of this came? Yes, to sir. Be? Yes. As a matter of fact, um, yeah, Joy Potential was, was the first book and, and um, it was basically I, I walk every day. That's my little moment of Zen. Every, every day I just kind of start my day by right. walking. And, and one day the idea for joy potential just kind of popped into my head and, and actually the ending <laughs> popped in before anything else. Right. So, um, and, and yeah, enjoy potential. It, it's really, uh, well, I, I use the term faction. Uh, I had a, a gentleman from Australia who wrote his book, and, and he used the term faction, which was facts, you know, surrounded by fiction, you know. So, um, right. so that's what Joy Potential is. It, it's my journey, in a sense, um, of the radio show, and, and uh, a lot of it had to do around the fears of, of doing the show, of reaching out, of connecting with people. And, you know, it really show in, in the joy potential, the, the, the real meat is, is that, you know, after going through all of and facing those fears and going through all of that, uh, the, the joy that can be the result uh, can be so much far greater than, than you expect. Well, can you take us down that? That's such an important topic. And I think for our listeners, 
and and for me, you know, as the host of the show, this idea around fears, and we, you know, we know we have a goal, and we know we have something we want to achieve, but those fears crop up. What was that? What did that look like for you when you were just starting out? What did the fears look like? What did you use to motivate you to? to climb those hills or to get around those obstacles? How did you deal with that? Well, you know, I think the, the, of course, the first fear, again, was, you know, overcoming the idea of, of hearing my voice. And, you know, so right. I overcame that by not listening to my show. When I was, <laughs> when I was, like a lot of actors who don't watch their films, you know. Um, right. So, you know, that one was solved. That was easy. Um, but but after that, you know, it's it's really about... Uh, not having, first of all, not having attachment to a specific outcome, um, and then right. and then the other one is, is that uh, you know recognizing that you know quote failure is is really just a perspective. I mean, you know, and you know, I went through a lot of. There were times when I I would cause I get uh, statistics. So there were times I would look at uh, shows that just had, you know, especially in the beginning, you know, really low listenership. And, and it, it was right. like, Oh man, you know, why am I doing this? And, and then I had a, a, a woman on a show and this, and this was another one. She, her, her book was about, you know, how marrying a sociopath kind of put her on her spiritual <laughs> journey. Wow, nice light I know, topic. I know, so. really. And I thought, you know, when I got when she sent me the information, it was like, whoa, do I really want to get into this? You know, and um and it was it was one of those cases where my my gut instinct said, you know, thanks but no thanks. Um but then but then I thought <laughs> then I thought, well, you know, let let me just give it a try and see and see what happens. And and we ha we did the show and, and you know, because I, I knew someone who was actually one of my friends was actually kind of going through a similar kind of situation. So I thought, well, you know, yeah, this might benefit her. You know, I mean this woman might have something to say to her. And and right. after that show is probably one of the these shows that I've had the most feedback on after after people listened to it. And and it was women yeah, who who had gone through it and and the woman guest had a on her website, a, a wonderful reservoir of uh, resources for women. And so, um, sure. so you know, after that point, I stopped checking numbers. I mean, it, you know, it's not about the, it wasn't about the numbers anymore. So, you know, the, the fear of who's going to listen or whatever, it, it really didn't matter whoever was meant to listen and benefit will, you know, so so that was kind of thing. so so it's you know as far as fears it's you know you can go ahead and, and um do it i mean i've there are many times now that i've uh gone outside the box <laughs> you know so to speak right and, and, and done right. shows with guests that i absolutely knew nothing about um right but it right. was like okay you know let's let's go there you know i mean a lot of my guests probably don't know about this so let me you know i can i can <laughs> put myself in their spot and let's let's learn you know and so that's kind of where where that was at well, I love that idea about um, learning together. You know, when I came to you with, you know, the nobody Bible, it's like that word nobody is just staring people in the face like, what is this? But you know what? It's fun to just explore. And I think that's part of the, that's part of, you know, it's one of the great messages that you know, I'm trying to, to get out there more and more is, listen, just, just try. Now, I'm not, you know, if things are dangerous, right. <laughs> that's, that's right. one thing. I'm not advocating that people, you know, go and try to climb Everest their first time out of the gate. But you know what, if there's a rock wall in town, give it a try. So I, I, I like your story because it leads to so many things that are really scary for people. 
contacting guests can be scary. You know, I have, I'm, I'm the producer of this show as well. So I have to make, I have to reach out. You've written books and put yourself out there. You put your voice out there. Every time you have a guest on, you're putting yourself out there because you're learning from them. So your story is really inspiring. How did you get from that then to a book on, on, on caregiving? That's so interesting. Your newest book. What, how did you make that jump? What, where did that yeah, come from? Yeah, now that's interesting. Yeah, the, the caregiving book is, is right now. I mean, I just published, self-published it, and, and it's working its way through the distribution channels. But that particular right. book, uh, it was a waking dream that I had. You know, hmm. and, and in that dream, it was you know, that I basically needed to do this book and it would be a book of stories of caregivers. Um, but right. the, the difference, the little tweak in this particular one was um, to really give uh, focus and attention and, and honoring the care receivers, um, you know, because so many caregiver books really focus on the caregiver, you know, what, what to do right. and all right. the challenges and joys. Um, and my, my waking thought was, is, you know, without the, that receiver, there would be no need for a caregiver. So, um, and right. so many people, you know, when it, when it comes time to, uh, you know, be a caregiver that, you know, they, they really have a unique story. And so, so that was a waking dream that I had. And I thought, okay, let me start contacting people I know um, who are caregivers, mm -hmm. you know, and, and see what the right. response would be. And, and it took a while, a lot longer than I expected, you know, to get the stories that I wanted. Um, but actually the, the very first story that I received was from my sister, um, who was a caregiver for my mother um, until the time she passed. And and her right. my sister's story was um, was riveting. I mean, um, I, I learned things about my mother's final days that I didn't know. Now, w before she passed, we were estranged for um, a good 15, 20 years, and and I had wow. tried, you know, to make contact to overcome that, but she was in the. Uh, you know, a stubborn Italian woman who, you know, just, you know, <laughs> just didn't want to cross that bridge. But in, in my sister's story, um, she mentions how she tried to get my mother to reconcile with me before passing many, many times. And that was my sister's only regret that she wasn't able to successfully do that. But um, so, I mean, it was, you know, there's that and, and there was just, there's just a lot of different stories. The stories that I got were, you know, really um, heartbreaking, but also um, very encouraging. I mean, you know, there's that, that whole process of being a caregiver is challenging, but there's also a lot to be gained from it, too. So, so that's kind of the story behind that book. How much of you is in your work? Because I know some of your books are very personal. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's hard with a radio show because it sounds like you have a host who's just kind of this, <laughs> of course, not objective, but this objective observer <laughs> while the guest is talking. So when you think about that and you think about that amazing story and, you know, because you were collecting other people's stories, but there was one that was intimately right. tied to you. When you think about your radio show and your authoring, how much of you is in that, would you say? I mean, you know yes, what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, and I would say that, you know, for the books, um, you know, there's a lot of me. I mean, I, you know, with the joy potential, obviously, it was my my story, it, it, kind of a high level my story. The, the It's No Sacred Spirituality Bites was 
you know, what um, several authors, uh, guests that had been on my show, some of the things that they taught me and some of the things, actions that I took to make my life better. So there was that personal aspect. Mm. Uh, nature's inspiration is, is kind of a little off. That I'm a amateur nature photographer. So that was kind of like a, oh. a, a coffee book, picture book. And, um, and then again, in, in, in the, the caregiving book, it was one of those things where you, after my sister wrote that, after I got my sister's story, I realized that, you know, I kind of had to um, own it. I mean, there were things in there that, you know, obviously I did, you know, that are very personal. But, but the thing is, is I think these, it, it's those aspects that the reader will be able to identify with and realize that they're authentic right. and that, that it's okay to feel like you do. Um, you know, and, and there was one other story, uh, that I, I had in there from a, a woman um, from New York, Maya and, and her husband, Joe, um, and, and Joe had a, a heart attack. And, um, and in, in her, in an instant, things had changed, you know, for her becoming a caregiver for him. And, and when it came time, you know, to, have that dnr that do not resuscitate and um they she had to make some really tough decisions you know and right. and my i had a personal experience with my father when it, you know he he had a, a dnr and, and his doctor had one his wife at the present the president wife had one and when it actually came time to pull it out and implement no one could find theirs so i mean it, it was wow. one of those really tough decisions but these these are things that people are going through every day and and so you know i i you know, I, I kind of put myself in the books. I've done that on the on the radio show. I you know I tried to keep um, the focus on the guest. You know, to me, you know, if people are tuning into my show, they I feel that they you know they want to hear the guest, and and I, I throw my inspiration, my my you know input in every every now and then. Um, you know, my perspective, but I also kind of try to keep keep the focus on on them, and uh, so that's kind of you know where where it comes when i insert myself in, into into my work well it's interesting because i i've, I've been I've, all, I've really wanted to ask you this and ever since i was on your show i wanted to ask <laughs> okay. you this you've been doing this for so many years can and you have you in your it's no secret book what are some of those pieces that you've gotten from your guests that have really impacted you who's been really memorable in terms of your own personal growth over these last few years? Well, um, one, one of the people uh, that I've had on several times, his name is Dr. Amit Goswami, and he's a, he's a quantum physicist and, and talks about the quantum physics a lot. And now that was one of those that I had absolutely no idea what, what I was talking right. about. But, um, <laughs> but reading his books and, and recognizing the idea of their, you know, the unlimited potentiality of life is, is really, it, it surrounds us. And the idea of what comes into reality is a, a direct response to where we put our attention. So, so that right. particular one, you know, I, I'm often, you know, whenever, you know, life me some uh, challenges, I sit back and recognize that, again, there is unlimited potential, unlimited possibilities, and then I just focus my attention on what it is I want to see brought into reality. So that, that was a big one when it comes to um, guiding my choices and my perspective um, a lot. How have you seen those pieces of advice come to fruition in your life? Like this one you just described, how have 
how has learning from your guests really had a direct impact on your day-to-day -day life, much like you just described? Yeah. Well, the, the big, one of the, I guess the biggest thing is that, you know, I really take every day as it comes, um, you know, yes. and it's really, you know, making the most out of every day, you know, making better choices, recognizing I have choices to make um, and redirecting my attention to uh, making, you know, each minute count, you know, because uh, in many of the, the things that I've learned is, is that the, the people who on my show who have survived challenges or have had circumstances right. that you would think that you know who who could survive after that and, and, and thrive even is that their their focus is on every day one step at a time you know taking that journey right. one step at a time and in you know that's it so i mean really it, it's being aware that first of all that i have choices every day and and making better choices and you know and you know, making making the best of every day again, because we just don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. Right. And it's interesting how a lot of this has come full circle. So you went from someone who was really to kind of hear your voice and, and put yourself out there to this other part of your work, which is self-publishing and public relations support. So now you've come to a point, you've come so far that you're helping other people stand in a place where they can remove those obstacles. Talk to me a little bit about that work and how you how you view that work on your per journey of personal growth and spirituality? How does your work in self publishing and public relations? How do you view that in that lens? Yeah, the well, the the, the beauty of you know today's environment in, in self publishing is is that if you have a message that you want to get out to the world, you can you know as far as a book. Right. Um, the the last uh, my most recent uh, you know client in that area, she had uh, a book. Um, has a book called Learning to Trust that she had been that had been in her closet, you know, for about fifteen <laughs> years. She had been she had, wow. and, and her biggest, and she had that big fear of, um, you know, if I get it out there, who will read it? Will it matter? Um, you know, I mean, all all of the the self judgment that we kind of place on ourselves, and and um, and I've known her for for a long time, and and knew that she wanted to publish. Well, she did go through the the regular traditional route of trying to get a publisher to to do that, and and of course she didn't have an agent and you know, all of the kinds of things, and and had all right. of the rejection, and and of course the rejection just you know kind of uh, supported the fact that she found that you know she wasn't where she had wasn't worth worth um, you know publishing but but anyway so she finally got to the point of recognizing that self-publishing was what she wanted um she she knew my work you know very well so we you know we aligned and and uh, her book was published about oh, a month and a half ago so but wow. and, and the the beauty of that one is is that it you know it is in her words you know i i the only thing i did was you know um as far as editing was uh, grammatical and that kind of thing, you know, I um, made sure that I did not change the tone of what she wanted to say, even though I might have said it differently. Right. But it wasn't it right. wasn't my message. It was, it was her message. And and ever since then, she I mean, she really lit lit up. I mean, you know, now um, she she put, told me the other day that she really can't put it into words, but she feels that you know she she's accomplished something that 
uh, many people uh, have told her that she wasn't. And, and in fact, uh, she had in her acknowledgement in the beginning, acknowledging her children um, for, you know, for their support. And then right before publication, she changed it to her father. And she told me mm-hmm. because her father told her when she was a young girl that she would write a book one day. And she said, you know what, you know, she needed to honor that insight that he had way back when. So, um, so I, I love that, you know, because it's, um, everybody has a message, everybody has a book, you know, and, and it's, right. and it's a story worth telling, period. And we get so caught up. And I mean, if you've, if you've gone the self-publishing route or started your own publishing house, you know, you're very familiar, and I'm sure some of my listeners are very familiar with this, the discussions of, should I self-publish, should I not? So, you know, people say, go for the gold, get an agent. And it's like, well, it depends on what your goal is, right? right? And for some people, the goal is to get around that obstacle, share that message and put your authentic voice in the world. And you can do that now without the backing of a major publisher. So, you know, you can do it with a major publisher, you can do it without. So I just love the fact that you, you're help, you know, you let your radio guests put their voice out there and now you're helping those book (laughs) folks put that out there. All this experience, all these things you do. So what's a tip or tool from all this experience that you can offer listeners that they can use right now when this podcast ends, something they can put to work on their journey of spiritual growth or personal development? Well, I would say that you know, it, it goes back to the, the choices and decisions. Is, is first, take some time to become aware of where you spend your time every day and, and right. recognize that you know, there are some things that, you know, you could have done a little bit more productively, you know, you know <laughs> than not, you know, get off that, that, uh, you know, Facebook feed, you know, um, or, or Twitter, whatever, you know, and, um, and actually make a choice toward achieving whatever kind of goals that you have. And, and, and it's, it's awareness and, you know, it's just being aware. Don't beat yourself up. If you, you know, aren't always making, you know, the, the best choices or, or if you find yourself wasting some time here and there, you know, just don't, um, don't spend the energy on, on beating yourself up. You know, we're, we're all here to, to learn and adjust and, and just recognize that every single day you have the opportunity uh, to be better and to do better and and do that and and as far as the journey you know don't look to be on a spiritual path um, you're on it you're on your path whatever your path is you know um, so your path becomes what you choose and I love that and I, I don't think I don't think we hear enough about that you know we hear about all the things that we can do and but the word choice is very empowering and I don't think it gets enough play out there yeah yeah, you so, know, and a lot of times you. people don't think they have choices, you know, and and right. and and I can understand being in situations where it seems that you don't have a choice, but you do. You just kind of right. have to pull yourself away, and uh, you know, either get guidance from from within or from someone else. But but recognize, start recognizing you have choice, and, and once you realize you have a choice, then all of a sudden you have power. <laughs> you know, you have power to make a different choice. Right. That's right. And all those discussions about empowerment is wonderful. But the precursor to that is, like you said, the recognition of choice. I think that's a very powerful message. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Nobody Guide to Life. Thank you, Robert, so much for being well, on the Well, thank show. you, J.A. You know, I'm so happy to be your nobody today. It really made my day. <laughs>
Well, it's great. And, and I'm sure the listeners appreciate it. And I want to remind all of you, if you have a passion, something with joy potential, explore it, follow it. Look, I know life is busy. Robert knows life is busy. We all know life is busy. I know there are things to do. I know there's jobs to get to. I know there's people to see. I know there's sleep to get. But you got to start somewhere. Take a small step. Robert airs a show three days a week. So start with one a month. Make a new friend. Attend one lecture. Write a few paragraphs of that book that's inside you. And then contact Robert to help you with it. It's a long road. Just take one step. I'd like to once again thank Robert Sharp. You can find out more about his show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Bite Radio Me. The links to the show and all of his books, including Joy Potential, will be in our show notes at nobodysyou.com. And remember, you can always find out more about what we're doing at nobodysyou.com or the nobodybible.com. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook at Nobody's View or join the Facebook community, Simple Spirituality. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please consider a review or a subscription. We'd really appreciate it. Keep practicing and have a good week.